Hi, and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Gottfried Boafo. And I'm Nando Begum Jali. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we discuss vaccines for COVID-19. Our guest today is Shabir Madi, professor of vaccinology at Fitz University in South Africa. He starts by discussing how South Africa has added another vaccine trial to the one that is already taking place. So the new vaccine study which we started on last week uh, is a vaccine that is developed by a biotech company in the United States known as Novavax. And this vaccine is uh, using a much more traditional approach in terms of vaccine design, where they're using a protein of the virus known as a spike protein, which uh, they hope would induce immune responses uh, that would protect against uh, COVID-19. So the way the study uh, ended up in South Africa is we reached out, I reached out to Novavax uh, to find out if there was interest on their part to be able to conduct the study in South Africa. Uh, I've worked previously with Novavax on another program uh, which relates to a vaccine that uses similar sort of technology uh, that's targeted against RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. And in that particular uh, study, the, we vaccinated pregnant women uh, with the RSV vaccine uh, to induce antibody responses in a mother that's transferred over to the baby, which protected the baby against developing a severe RSV illness, which also causes an infection of the lung. In fact, it's the most important cause of lung infection in children under age of five in South Africa as well as globally. In addition to that, Professor Glenda Gray from South Africa's Medical Research Council has indicated that there will likely be a third vaccine trial underway in South Africa towards the end of September. The study is produced by Johnson & Johnson and has been conducted as part of the HIV Trials Network. It will be a multi-country study. They're basically looking at a vaccine that again uses a virus vector known as adenovirus 26. And the virus vector is what's used to deliver the genetic material again for the spike protein uh, to humans. Uh, and in doing so, the human cells produces these proteins and that induces an immune response. In summary, those are the two studies on COVID-19 and vaccine trials, in addition to the current one taking place in South Africa. There is also the current study taking place in the country, which is in partnership with Oxford University's Jenner Institute. What is the benefit of running more than one trial? So the main reason why we wanting to run more than one study on COVID-19 is that the legacy of vaccines is roughly only about 10% of vaccines that enter hum into human trials eventually get licensed. Uh, and that is because many vaccines end up uh, not uh, showing that they're actually able to protect against the disease which it's targeting. Uh, when it comes to COVID-19, another reason why we needing to evaluate multiple vaccines is that there's no telling which of the vaccines, which of the vaccines would uh, protect against COVID-19 in different populations. So as an example, with the vector-based vaccines, especially vector-based vaccines that are using the adenovirus as a vector, what we do know about those sort of vaccines from past experiences, as an example with HIV, is that populations where there's a very high positivity rate against those adenoviruses, those sort of vaccines don't actually work. The chimp adenovirus vaccine that we're evaluating currently in South Africa is not one of those because humans are not usually 
exposed to that, but there are other adenovirus vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines, which are also being developed, which could lend itself to this sort of a challenge. Now, the other reason why we're wanting multiple vaccine studies to be undertaken is that when it comes to COVID-19, for us to be able to gain access at the relatively early stage, to the vaccines, uh, we're probably going to require more than four to five vaccines that are eventually shown to be safe and efficacious. Even though there are around 40 vaccines tested on humans globally, it will be a huge success if four to five of these are effective and safe in humans. To gain access at an early stage and at a global level, more than one vaccine needs to become available as soon as possible. What is the difference between the trials? Okay, so the two, the two studies that are currently underway in South Africa are using different sort of uh, technologies uh, in terms of the construct of the vaccine. The earlier vaccine study that had been initiated was a vaccine that was developed at the Jenner Institute at the University of Oxford. And that uses a vector-based technology, which basically means that uh, a particular virus has been taken that doesn't usually cause illness in humans. In this particular instance, is this adenovirus. And that virus is then genetically engineered in such a way that it can't replicate. Then inserted into that virus is a genetic material that codes for the spike protein. And that's an important protein of the SARS coronavirus too, because it is that protein that is used to attach to the human cells. So that genetic material is inserted into this uh, virus and then the, that is delivered to the human. And once delivered, what happens is that the virus is internalized into the human cell and the human cell uses that uh, genetic that code uh, which codes for the spike protein to actually produce a protein. That protein is then uh, presented to the immune system and it elicits an immune response. Now the Novavax vaccine uses a much more traditional sort of an approach in terms of its design. It actually uses the spike protein itself. And the way it's been formulated is that it's coupled with another molecule known as an adjuvant. And the reason for that is that it actually enhances the immune response to the spike protein that has been targeted by the immune system. It uses sort of a different approach in terms of trying to achieve the same sort of uh, end result. And that is uh, get the human's body, the immune system to actually mount an immune response against that particular spike protein. It's really a difference in technology. Now, both of these vaccines have been evaluated in non-human primates, but the design of those studies, experiments in the non-human primates have also differed. In that with the chimp adenovirus vector vaccine, it was just a single dose of vaccine that was given. And what that, what that showed in the non-human primates is that after these non-human primates, the macaques were actually challenged with virus inoculation. Uh, that particular approach, after a single dose of vaccine, protected against viral replication in the lower airways, but not in the upper airways. This is what we would like to see in a vaccine, one that protects against the infection in the lung and the upper airway because the vaccine is more likely to be effective in accelerating herd immunity. In terms of the clinical trial, the design is similar to the other trial. Participants receive either a vaccine or the placebo. Participants are randomly selected and neither the participants nor investigators know what's being received. Individuals are all followed up until 46 to 52 develop COVID-19. And then at that stage, it can be seen if there's any difference between the two groups, helping the investigators learn what the efficiency of the vaccine is. When will results of the trials be known? 
Uh, it's really difficult to predict when exactly the results of the trial will be known. Uh, and the reason for that, it largely depends on the amount of virus that's actually circulating uh, in the community. And as we, as we have seen in South Africa recently, is that there has been a precipitous decline in terms of the number of COVID-19 cases that have been diagnosed on a day-to-day -day basis. Part of that is related to a less number of tests being conducted. But even from the hospitalization data, we do see a reduction in terms of COVID-19 admissions, which indicates that there is reduced transmission. Now, the reason why that's important is that in terms of the studies and being able to understand whether the vaccine protects against COVID-19 or not, what you require is some number of individuals to eventually develop COVID-19. And that helps us to do an assessment as to whether there's any difference in terms of the proportion between those individuals that receive the vaccine and those individuals that receive the placebo in relation to COVID-19 illness. The timing of the results would largely depend on when people will get infected with COVID-19. Initially, we anticipated that this might happen in November or December this year. But because of the reduction of transmission of the virus in South Africa, which is a good thing, the answer might come in the first quarter of next year. But it is ultimately dependent on the amount of viruses circulating in the community, the exposure of the participants to the virus, and how soon they present to the clinical sites with COVID-19 illness. Are there other trials in motion or planned for the region this year? In addition to the third study that is likely to start in South Africa towards the end of September, which is the adenovirus 26 vector vaccine, uh, that is part of a multi-country, multi-centered study, uh, the African Union CDC has also been quite uh, aggressive uh, in terms of trying to attract interest on the part of pharmaceutical companies to conduct further vaccine studies on the African continent. Uh, right now, they've been reaching out to a number of different companies to see whom, who, which of those would actually be interested in possibly doing studies, which will be multi-country studies on the African continent. Uh, so I think over the past next few months, hopefully we might get some uh, insight uh, from the African Union CDC in terms of how successful it's been uh, to attract more studies uh, on COVID-19 uh, vaccines uh, on the African continent. What role are African scientists playing in the search for a COVID-19 vaccine? So when it comes to the role of African scientists on COVID-19 vaccines, unfortunately what we're not doing, and that is uh, unfortunately because of a systematic lack of investment in terms of promoting science, especially the type of science that's required to actually design vaccines and manufacture vaccines, is that African scientists are not really involved in that aspect. Uh, rather, where they involved is in the clinical development of the vaccines. That is, once the vaccines have been developed, to basically to the clinical evaluation to determine whether the vaccine actually protects against COVID-19 and the immune responses. So that is really a sort of the field uh, in which the African scientists are operating. Uh, this is sort of really, a, again, a legacy of the past, uh, where there hasn't simply been enough investment uh, not just by governments, but also in the private sector in terms of research and development around vaccines on the African continent. And that's the reason why we end up sort of uh, usually being second best off uh, in terms of gaining access to these vaccines, as well as having almost no uh, capacity in terms of the manufacture of vaccines on the African continent. 
The role right now is to assist and to participate in the clinical evaluation of COVID-19 vaccines. There is a unique dimension in that there's a difference in population dynamics compared to high-income countries where vaccines are being evaluated. There's also specific challenges that need to be addressed when it comes to vaccines. For example, South Africa has a high prevalence of HIV and it's essential to understand how these vaccines work in groups like these on the African continent. It is important that African countries are involved in vaccine trials as well. The hope is that a vaccine that is effective will be found soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode produced by Ozer Patel. From me, Godfred Wafo. And from me, Nindobe Romjali. It's bye for now.